I opened season one with an introduction called Why. My intention was to have a bonus episode each season that spoke to why mentoring is so important. So this is that for season two. I spoke with Laura Ronsky, a research scientist at SurveyMonkey. Each year, she partners with her client, CNBC, on surveys about happiness in the workplace. Last year's focus was on mentoring. Here's what she found. The good news. Those with mentors report they have more autonomy at work and are less likely to leave. 79% of those with mentors are more likely to say they are well paid. 89% of those with mentors believe their contributions are valued by their colleagues. And half of all US workers report that they have a mentor at work. The bad news? Half do not, including her. She broke it down for me. Mentorship at work makes employees happier, full stop. And mentorship is of critical importance to younger people and minorities. Millennials, Gen Zs, women, and people of color are all more likely to report that they have a mentor at work. But we also know they're all more likely to be underrepresented in positions of power. Laura told me mentorship delivers benefits that companies would normally have to pay for. So where does that leave us in terms of employers attracting and retaining top talent? Money clearly isn't the issue. If it does not cost employers anything, why are they not more focused on creating organized and or organic mentoring opportunities? Because people who have more one-on-one -on -one time with their boss are more likely to report that they're happy, why have supervisors struggled so mightily to make the time? Maybe the rub is time itself, especially in a virtual workplace that doesn't allow for the separation of work and life that we all once had. Or maybe the satisfaction of being a mentor is simply underreported or undervalued by senior leaders. After all, if you're at or near the top of your organization, it's only natural that you're unlikely to find a mentor at work. This forces leaders to be more outwardly focused in terms of the mentorship dynamic. Each day, more and more people are being physically reunited in the workplace and in ways that are safer, but much different. We know FaceTime feeds mentoring. So we may want to consider planning for a safer way to get back to the hallway conversations, the break room, quick connects, and the casual workplace pop-bys. But we need to do it in a way that allows everyone to join the party. Because mentoring and mentorship doesn't always need to be an organized activity. I'm pleased to welcome to the Sports Mentoring Project, Laura Ronsky, Research Science Manager for SurveyMonkey. Welcome. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me. You, a uh, short time ago, did some work with CNBC on a workplace happiness study. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. We, we do a recurring survey with CNBC where we interview more than 8,000 workers nationwide in the U.S. On a, on a recurring basis. Last year, we focused on mentorship. And so one of the key aspects that we asked about in this survey was mentorship, whether people have a mentor and then does that affect their happiness at work? So the key component that we're measuring every time we check in with people is how satisfied are they with their job? We ask a general job satisfaction question, but then we ask several other related questions to come up with an index score of overall workplace happiness. And one question that we had a while ago was, does mentorship have an impact on that? What did you learn about how mentorship impacts how happy people are in the workplace? 
it has a big impact. So it's one of those things where for companies who are looking for a way to boost employee morale, it's an easy, oftentimes free way to really increase employees' satisfaction with their jobs, their feelings of connectivity to their coworkers and to their workplace. It even affects things like how well people think they're paid. People who have mentors are more likely to say that they're higher paid. So on basically every dimension that we that we looked at, workers with a mentor have higher measures of uh, workplace satisfaction. Just to give you one example, about half of workers say they have a mentor. So those who have a mentor are more likely to say they're well-paid. 79% say they're well-paid versus those who don't have a mentor at 69%. And to believe that their contributions are valued by their colleagues. Of those who have a a mentor, 89% say that's true for them versus just 75% of those who don't have a mentor. So this was a quantitative survey, right? So people didn't really have a chance to elaborate on the reasons why they chose the answers they did. But I'm wondering, based on what you learned from the data, what can we glean from the respondents? Yeah, we're so we're asking all, all closed-ended questions, but we did ask, we asked uh, several different questions that get at different aspects of workplace happiness to kind of get at that why question that you're talking about. So we asked uh, whether they whether workers feel like the work they're doing is valued by their coworkers. So we're asking about recognition. Are they getting recognition for the work they're doing? We asked uh, whether people are happy with their pay, as I mentioned, um, whether they feel uh, like they have autonomy in their work, like they're able to make their own decisions and work on their own timelines when possible. And really on all of those measures, what we saw is that workers who had a mentor had higher scores on really every dimension. So if you're getting at the, you know, job satisfaction is a lot more than just like, are you happy with your job? It's, there's all these related factors that go into it. There's a lot about having a mentor that you could imagine would have a positive effect on that. Usually a mentor is a more experienced person, either within your organization or at a similar organization. They can help you kind of break down those walls within, you know, different silos. They can give you advice on how they got through a a problem in the past. Um, And so that really makes sense when you're thinking about all these things that make up workplace happiness. Having someone who can provide uh, guidance on that will improve your satisfaction on all of these measures. What did your work tell you about the way different age groups felt about mentoring? Two things that are kind of They seem like they're different, but they're related. At every age level, workers who have a mentor are happier than those who don't have a mentor. But the biggest difference is for those who are those workers who are younger or who are at uh, more junior levels within the organization. So if you look at it by age, it's true. If you look at it by the job ladder, so moving from individual contributor to manager to senior manager to VP, for all of those groups, the gap between the gap in happiness, it decreases as you get older, but it's also, it's, it's persistent. So there's never a group for whom people without a mentor um, are happier than people who do have a mentor. And so we have multiple generations working together in the workplace from baby boomers to Gen Xers to millennials, Gen Z. I'm probably leaving a generation out. For millennials and Gen Z in particular, is there an expectation that when they take a job, or when they change a job, that they're going to have a mentor at work? That's a good question. We didn't ask about that in this particular survey, but what we see in the data is that there are some groups of people that are more likely to report having mentors than others. So women are more likely than men. 
younger workers are more likely than older workers to say they have a mentor in the workplace and generally actually underrepresented uh, minority groups, people of color, uh, black people, Hispanic, Latinos, um, Asians are more likely than white workers to say that they have a mentor at work. And I think part of that is companies are seeing the demand for this and they're recognizing that mentorship has all of these benefits that you would often have to pay for to kind of inculcate in your workers. So workers, if they're happier at work, they're also less likely to leave. So one aspect that we saw in our survey was we asked how likely or whether people are considering putting their job in the next three months, workers who have a mentor are less likely to say that they're considering quitting. So for HR organizations who are focused on reducing turnover and on retaining their workers and growing them in their careers, mentorship has an easy effect on that. That's interesting you say that, uh, using it as a recruiting and retention tool. You know, you said something about women and minorities being more likely to have a mentor. Is there any connection with women and minorities mentoring women and minorities versus having more crossover in driving the number? Yeah, that's a great question. One follow-up piece of research that I'd love to do on this is for those who do have a mentor to pair it up to see whether their mentors' demographic characteristics match their own. So if you're a woman at work and you have a male male mentor, is that different in any way than having a female mentor? So you get different sorts of guidance. I think there's been a big push in recent years for uh, for women at work to get more mentorship opportunities. Um, at SurveyMonkey, we partnered with Lean In, and they've been a big driver of that. They've created Lean In circles to foster exactly that sort of relationship dynamic, both at work and outside of work. And I think, you know, we've been seeing more and more companies focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and making sure that their employees um, who maybe don't see themselves represented at the highest levels of the organization, where usually people um, who are in more manage- more senior roles, managerial roles are just more likely to be uh, white men. And so for, for younger generations who are my- more diverse, who are coming into that dynamic, it's harder for them to kind of imagine a career path for themselves. So I think companies have been focusing much more on creating mentorship opportunities and particularly focusing on employees who have been underrepresented in the past. You mentioned Lean In and we know about Mentoring Monday. There are some trade groups, particularly in sports, women in sports entertainment, WISE, and some other awesome, which is Association of Women in Sports Editors. Based on what you learned from speaking to the survey respondents, is there a benefit to organized mentoring or is it more beneficial for that relationship to be organic? I think any mentorship, we didn't ask about that in the survey. So we didn't differentiate, did you find your own mentor or was a mentor assigned to you? One other aspect that we did look at in the survey that's kind of related is we also asked, how often do you get one-on-one time with your boss? And what we found there was that similar to mentorship, the more one-on-one opportunities people have with their boss, the happier they are with their job in much the same way that mentorship plays a role that one-on-one interaction proved to be useful. And so I think the parallel there is that you often don't choose your boss. You're coming into an organization and maybe sometimes you choose a job because you uh, admire and respect your boss, but a lot of times things shift around or you you end up where you end up. But just the idea of having someone whose job it is is to be in your corner and to help you with your own professional growth and to give you work assignments and to give you feedback on those assignments 
that was useful. And so I think in the same way with mentoring, you just want to have someone who's in your corner. So whether that's someone who um, you found for yourself or, or whether your company found it for you, I think there's benefits to all of that. And not every boss is a mentor, right? And not every mentor is, is in a supervisory position to a mentee. So what does that tell us about the workplace and how these relationships evolve? If they're not evolving organically through the org chart, how are they evolving? Again, so going back to the age differences that we talked about, younger workers benefit more from having a mentor. I wish I could show like a chart in a podcast format, but um, what we see is that as age increases, the gap in, in satisfaction with work between those who have a mentor and those who don't have a mentor decreases. It's always there, but it's just less and less over time. And what I think that that tells you is that as you gain more experience, as you get older and progress up through the career ladder, you become the person that's more likely to be the mentor instead, and people are looking to you for advice. And so actually there's a, an interesting research questionnaire where do you have mentees and is that do you find job satisfaction in that instead? So is, is there a point at which it flips around from needing help and guidance from others to providing that help and guidance to those who are um, coming up behind you? One thing that's interesting too, from a career development standpoint is that actually in our survey, those workers who are at the highest levels of an organization, so C-suite executives or owners or presidents, they were less likely than other groups to say that they have a mentor at work. And that's probably because they're the boss. They're the ones who everyone is looking to for guidance and help. So they may have mentors, you know, personal mentors outside of work or, or what people call a personal board of directors that they can turn to who are more colleagues and friends and confidants, but they don't have someone within the organization who is um, telling them what to do for certain circumstances. For those who don't know, can you tell us about the relationship between SurveyMonkey and CNBC? Sure. So as I mentioned earlier, CNBC is one of our regular media partners. Uh, we do several recurring survey projects with them. This one that we're talking about is our regular workforce happiness survey. Um, so we've run that since 2018, I, I believe, 2019. Um, we do two or three surveys every year. We always check in with 8,000 workers every time, more than 8,000 workers. So it's a super diverse um, representative sample of the workforce in the U.S. And we make sure to cut the results by all the different demographic characteristics that we're interested in. So race, gender, um, job level, income level, industry as well. So we can look at, for example, just the tech industry to see how do workers in tech compare to workers in real estate or retail or advertising, whatever it might be. Um, so we can really kind of dispel some of the myths in, that go into what makes someone happy at work and track those trends over time. Do you know anything about sports entertainment based on that? We don't have a specific sports entertainment category, unfortunately. I think those would both be... Um, uh, we have an entertainment and, and leisure category for tracking industry, um, but I, I don't, we haven't uh, dug into that subgroup in particular. Do you have a mentor? <laughs> Good question. So half of workers do, half of workers don't. I don't. I have kind of friends and colleagues who are, um, who I can turn to for advice. And obviously I have a great boss who, who I trust and can res and respect a lot. Um, do you have a mentor? Are we, we're, we're two people. So are we 50-50 here? Yes, I, I absolutely. I have many mentors. I think this what this little project I'm doing is, in many ways, a tribute to them. Uh, and I'm surprised to hear 
you talk about your boss and your colleagues as people you bounce ideas off of, but you wouldn't characterize them as mentors, you said, right? Yeah, maybe I'm being too too picky about that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I have people I can turn to, but I don't feel like I have that one-on-one or, or, uh, or personal experience sort of. What did you learn about qualities that make a good mentor? I mean, I go back to the time aspect of it. Um, so the, the fact that when people spend more time with their boss, again, whether we consider them to be a mentor or not, that's, that improves people's experience. All of the aspects that we measured, um, recognition, autonomy, um, those are the sorts of things that the scores improve the most on when having a mentor. So I would, I, the, my takeaway from that is that a mentor can help you bust through those internal walls, find a way to get things done, connect you with people that you need to be connected with and, and advocate for you when, when possible. When's the next survey planned for? I believe this later this spring, so April or May, sometime around then. Based on what you learned last time and, and over the years, mm-hmm. and based on what you're learning now as you're putting it into the field, if I were to put you on the spot and if you were to write a headline for the upcoming survey results, yeah. what would you anticipate it to be? Coronavirus has just been, it's changed everything. So I, I would really want to figure out how eager are workers to get back to the workplace and how, how much has uh, remote life affected everything. So my optimistic headline would be job satisfaction skyrockets as people return to the office and see their coworkers and friends again. <laughs> and what about its impact on mentorship? On mentorship, yeah, I think that's, it's a great question because how do you do this remotely? We're all stuck at home. Most of us are stuck at home. I'm stuck at home. How do you maintain those relationships and how do you build new relationships with new coworkers? So I think it's going to, when people get back to work, there's going to be a big boost in productivity and everyone's going to be excited to see people in person again. And and I think more relationships, including uh, mentoring opportunities will naturally flow from that. But arguably you could actually be in a, in a more convenient way, spend time with your mentor now in a much easier way, connecting with them as well over like we are over, over Zoom or over audio discussion. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the big question right now is what we, this was a huge experiment that we've all participated in and willingly or unwillingly for the last year. And I think, you know, to the extent that people have been able to thrive and have been able to build connections and maintain those connections over time, that will determine, you know, their job satisfaction, their happiness and, and all of those things that we're, that we're looking at in the survey. When you're a research scientist, half the job is analyzing the data. I, I like to think the other half of the job is figuring out what questions to ask and how to ask them. If you were going to put a question, a, the biggest question around mentoring in the mm-hmm. next survey, what would it be? I like everything we've talked about so far. You know, I like that. Who's your ideal mentor? What are the qualities that you're looking for in a mentor? I think maybe for me, from my experience, how do you find a mentor? Or for people who have one, what was the what was the connection point? Do you just ask someone to, to be your mentor, or is it something that develops naturally on its own? All right. Anything, Laura? We missed. You wanted to cover? Um, no, I think that's it. We we got through all of the main uh, the main findings um, and. Like we ran through the the article and got everything in there. Laura, you were tremendously helpful. I I know my listeners will really enjoy hearing about other people and the way they view mentoring at, at the workplace. And we all anxiously await the results of your upcoming workplace happiness survey, courtesy of CNBC and SurveyMonkey. Laura Ronsky, thank you for joining me on the Sports Mentoring Project. 
Thank you, John. It's been great to talk with you.